start with prayer. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the privilege of studying your Torah. We thank you for revelation knowledge to just be birthed, Father, tonight. And we ask, Lord, that you would bless everyone who's listening. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Lord, and I just thank you for an anointing on Ken, Lord, as he brings forth the Torah word tonight in the name of Yeshua. We praise you, Lord. And he had to step away for a minute. But I just want to um, give you all a um, reminder that this Saturday at Shabbat, uh, Andre uh, will be with us. He's our guide in Israel, and he is going to be in the States for, I think, the whole month. And while he's here, he's going to be ministering with us at Save the Nations on Saturday. And we're very excited to have him with us because he's highly anointed, and I'm sure he's going to tell us so much about Israel and I know he's got the word of the Lord in his heart. So if you're in town, we'd love to have you. If not, you can watch us online, and I'm sure that you will enjoy it on Saturday. Okay, awesome. Thank you for that great announcement. So we are in the Torah portion called Bo, which mm -hmm. means um, come. And it's Exodus 10 through 13, Jeremiah 46, John 19, and Psalm 77. So we're going to look at some of the highlights, and then what we'd like to do um, in our Torah study is we try to like pull some things that we see in the text, in the story that um, that we can apply to our life or something we haven't seen before. Yeah. So I'm going to let Pastor Lisa um, go over. Don't rush through it if you can, but okay. um, because we want we might want to stop and take a look okay. at one of these things or not. But these are some of the highlights in the Torah portion. OK, it's the eighth and the ninth plagues. That, and it's released. The release is of locusts and darkness. And Pharaoh's servants tell him that Egypt is destroyed. Pharaoh um, says, says to Israel that they can go, but they can't take any livestock. Pharaoh's heart con continues to be hard. He tells Moses and Aaron it, he, he never wants to see their faces um, or they'll be killed. Moses warns Pharaoh of the 10th plague, the death of the firstborn of man and beast. And he lets Pharaoh know it will happen around midnight. Adonai strengthens Pharaoh's heart to continue his resolve against Israel. And God gives Israel the first national command to keep the Rosh Kadesh, starting with Nisan as the first month. And we know that Nisan is Passover, of course. The Passover lamb is instituted by every family taking a young spotless lamb on the 10th of the first month. Okay, so this is one of the things I just want to just throw at you. One of the things that I was thinking of when I'm reading this Torah portion and I'm reading in the Hebrew and I'm noticing something about um, when uh, the command is given to tell your kids, mm -hmm. tell your sons to tell your sons, sons. And it says, they're going to ask you, and it specifically says in Hebrew, a word, it says, they're going to ask you, what is this Ovada? What yeah. is this? Uh, and Ovada in Hebrew is the role of a priest. The role mm -hmm. of the priest is to do Ovada, to do service, to do ministry, to do worship. And so what I want you to see is that God was preparing the whole nation to be a priestly nation. Yeah. So they are all going to be a priest of their homes. Mm -hmm. And if there wasn't just their home, they would also have a family. Remember, if a family was small, they would be the basically kill the lamb for the family next right, door. Right. So it's really a proto, a pre um, institution, if you will, or God showing the people because that when they get to sign, they remember he says, 
you're going to be a nation of, of priests. Right. But here, yeah. they actually do the service of a priest right. before they get the title. Right. And I want to throw yeah, this out at you. That's great. God, um, there's nothing wrong with titles. We believe in titles. But yeah. before you get a title, you will actually do it. Yeah, the service. You will do the service. You will do the yeah. ministry. Yeah. And then the title comes as an affirmation or a confirmation mm. of that title. But I, what I want you to see tonight is God was preparing the entire nation yeah. at this first month on the 10th of the month when they would take that lamb and then they would slay it as a nation. Every person would be functioning as yeah. a priest. And I just, it's just like there's hints in the Bible of this mm. priesthood, but it was right there when he says, right. when they ask you, what is this over that? What is this over that? And it says mm. it multiple times. And I was like, wow, I need to share with those people that God always had the desire for all these people. Yeah. And we know they dropped the ball. We right. know through the, you know, through the, um, the golden calf, they, they don't become the priests right away, but they could have been, right. you know, they could have been. Okay, go ahead, baby. The lamb will be killed and roasted by fire in between the evening of the 14th of Nisan and the blood of the lamb applied with a bundle of hyssop on the wooden doorpost and the lintel of each house. One other thing about that hyssop bundle is um, Rashi says that the hyssop bundle, that they would take the blood of the, they take the, they would take the hyssop and it would be a bundle. And he said it was, it was at least three. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. It was three. Yeah. You know? And then they would take that and they would dip it in that basin and mm. apply it to, you know, the doorpost and the lintel. But they actually say that because the blood would fall down from the, 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 the top, the yes, top of the, yes. it would actually form an altar. Oh, and they yeah. said that is actually an altar. Yes, that doorway yes, became an altar. Yes. It's just so oh, powerful. So I mean, it's so cool. amazing. Okay. So, all right. Go ahead. All leaven is to be removed from the Israelites' houses, and they are to eat unleavened. Um, I can't. Yeah. I don't know. Unleavened okay. bread. Unleavened bread. Seven days. Yeah, seven days. Seven. A Passover meal is to be eaten. The lamb with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. No bones can be broken. Now remember, when Yeshua is on the cross, right? They don't and break John, his bones. That's right. right. Okay. Yeah. They are to eat the meal with loins girded, shoes on their feet, staff in their hands, and in haste. All who are Israel, including the servants and the stranger, are to be circumcised to eat the Passover. There will be one Torah for everyone, both the stranger and the native born. The Lord at midnight strikes down the firstborn of Egypt. Pharaoh hurries to find Moses and Aaron to tell Israel to hurry and leave. But Moses waits until the morning to leave. And, and now, why does he do that? Is because God said... He said, nobody can leave the house until morning. That's right. So it's just, it's a, and it's kind of showing you that when we get out of here, mm. we're not going to leave in shame. Right, right. You know? oh, it's just think about good. that. All right. Okay. Moses tells the people to go and ask for silver and gold and garments from their Egyptian neighbors, fulfilling the dream of word that God gave to Abraham about his people coming out of bondage with great wealth. The commandment to consecrate and redeem the firstborn man and beast to Adonai for Israel. The keeping of the consecration of the firstborn males and the keeping of the seven-day eating of unleavened bread are a sign on the Israelites' hand, a reminder between their eyes. The unleavened bread feast also causes the Torah to be in the Israelites' mouth. I love that. I know. Mm. Um, so this is a, mm. uh, obviously a very rich Torah portion. We're going to pull out some of the mm. things. 
Um, let's look in Exodus 12, 37. The initial journey from Ramses to Sukkot, about 600,000 men on foot, as well as children. Also a mixed multitude went up with them along with the flocks, herds, and heavy livestock. So who are these mixed multitude? Mm -hmm. So this is what is believed to be the, the people who were part of Egypt. They were mm -hmm. living in Egypt. They could have been Egyptians. They could have been from nations. Right. And when they heard about putting the blood of the mm -hmm. lamb and eating it. They said, we want to be part of Israel. Yes. They were circumcised yes. because they had to be circumcised. Right. Um, and then they joined Israel and they left. So it's yeah. pretty, and this is a, this is also a pre of the nations coming mm -hmm. to Messiah. This is yeah. a picture of the, of this is, this is what God wanted from the very beginning. Yeah. All right. Mm. All right. Go ahead. They had baked matzah cakes from their dough that they had brought out of Egypt. It had no Hamas because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not delay, so they had not made provisions for themselves. Now the time that Israel lived in Egypt was 430 years. So it happened at the end of 430 years to the very day that all the armies of Adonai went out from the land of Egypt. Again, reminding you, we talked about Shabbat. Yeah. God said the people are going to go out as an army. Armies. And he says the armies went out. The yeah. armies went out. It was night of watching for Adonai to bring them out of the land of Egypt. This same night is the night of vigil for Adonai, for all been Israel throughout their generations. Then Adonai said to Moses and Aaron, this is the ordinance of the Passover. No foreigner may eat it, but every man's servant that is brought for money after you have circumcised him may eat it, nor should a visitor or hired servant eat it. It is to be eaten inside a single house. You are not to carry the meat out of the house, nor are you to break any of its bones. Really interesting words that I never saw mm -hmm. before. Don't take this meat out, out of your house. Of the house. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. We know about the bones. Okay. Mm -hmm. 47. All the congregation of Israel must keep it. But if an outsider dwells with you who would keep the Passover of Adonai, all his males must be circumcised. Then let him draw near and keep it. He will be like one who is native to the land, but no uncircumcised person may eat from it. The same Torah applies to the native as well as the outsider who dwells among you. So all of Israel did so. They did just as Adonai commanded Moses and Aaron. It was on that very day that Adonai brought Israel out of the land of Egypt as armies. So one of the hidden things that the Torah brings out that we don't realize that when Moses gives the command about taking the lamb on the 10th day mm -hmm. and keeping it, you got to guard it. You got to, you know, make sure it's without blemish. Mm -hmm. It's a male, you know, uh, it's a year old. And then he tells them the command. He says, okay, you can't have Passover until you're first circumcised. Right. And what we don't see hidden in the text is that there was mass circumcision going on from yeah. the 10th and believe that on the 10th. To, it happened on the 10th. The day they took the lamb is the day they also were circumcised. They need yeah. three days to heal. And then on right. the 14th, they would eat the, right. um, they would eat. And it's not just the Israelites mm -hmm. who are circumcised because anyone who wanted to be part of this right. would need to be circumcised or what would happen if you weren't circumcised, you didn't eat the, you didn't eat the lamb. You didn't put the blood. So it's like, a, it's like, um, right. it's, um, it's mushrooms. Yeah. So, so first you got to be circumcised, then, then you, you the, eat the lamb. Right. You know, and that, that was so, but, but that's what, what God was requiring. Right. You can tie this in mm. with the time when Moses had just spoken with God and God said, I'm going to, the last plague is going to be, and he's, this is before he came to deliver um, his people. 
he's in Mount Sinai. Yeah. And he comes down from the mountain and there's a strange story of him being at an inn. And the Bible says that the Lord it, uh, seeks to kill him. We don't know. Is, it, is the Lord seeking to kill Moses? Is the Lord seeking to kill the oldest son? It's not sure. It's, it's not sure, but it really doesn't matter. But what matters is, is what stops the Lord from killing yeah. is the blood. Yes, exactly. And, and Zipporah throws that skin, the mm-hmm. foreskin, and she says, you are a what? A bloody, bloody husband. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Moses, you're a bloody husband because of the circumcision. Yeah. Is God not a bloody cup? Yes. Husband. He is a bloody husband. Yes. We're yes. a bloody people. Yes. Yes. You know, it's all, if you don't, because he says, when I see the blood, blood yes. you know, and yes. I think the first part of that is that covenant of circumcision that yeah. Moses, you know, yeah. um, anyway, I, I just think it's an interesting take that um, mm. the only time God seeks to kill people was on the Passover night. Right. And then what, what he had told Moses. So I, this is really interesting putting those two t- things together. Okay. Now remember this, we talked about this on mm-hmm. Saturday, Exodus 6, 1. God said to Moses, now you'll see what I'll do to Pharaoh with a strong hand. He'll send them out free with a strong hand. He will drive them out of his land. So the context is this. Moses, this is not going to be easy. Mm. Pharaoh is not just going to let the people go with the first plague. Right. It's going to take all 10. And he's, and even we know, even after the 10, he's going to, you know, he's going to let them go and then he's going to go after him again. Right. So he, it's a strong hand. It's a strong hand. You know, it's, it's that word hazak to be strong, to mm. have be, to be strengthened. So he strengthens his hand, his grip, if you will, yes. his hold on them. Right. Now, I want you to see it's two times, right? Yes. He says, with a strong hand, with a strong hand. And it's exactly like that. Even though this is the message translation in the Hebrew version, it says it's a strong hand two times, mm. exact same words. I want to show you that God uses his strong hand two times. Yeah. And it's in it's, it's in the scripture at the end. So Exodus 10, 7. Pharaoh's servant said to him, how long shall this man be a trap to us? Let the men go so that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not realize that Egypt is destroyed? Okay, so look about Pharaoh's servants. Now, remember, their heart is hardened as well. They said, Mm. Moses is a trap. In other words, somehow God is playing with them and using Moses to bait them. And they believe that you should just, Egypt's destroyed, just let this guy go. Right. Do a study on that word trap. Mm. It's a word for bait. It's a word for snare. The Bible says a man is snared by the words, words of his of mouth. His mouth. Yeah. I didn't I didn't take time to mm. dig it out. But when you guys, you know, just give you a little homework, do a study on that word trap. It will blow your mind of how it ties in with this, um, this story because we have to be careful of being snared. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, okay. So now yeah. Egypt's decimated by the plagues, even the servants tell him, don't you know Egypt is a bot? It's yeah. destroyed. You know. And, and remember, it's the strong hand. It's the word Abad. What's the word Abad? Egypt is Abad. It's wandered away. It's They're losing yeah. themselves. They're perishing. Yeah. They're being destroyed. It's yeah. the, literally the word for destruction. Mm. Then after the locust plague, it looks like Pharaoh repents. Okay? This yeah. is the eighth plague. Right. So look, look, look what he says. Then Pharaoh hurried to call for Moses and Aaron. And he said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. 
Now, therefore, please forgive my sin. Only this once more and pray and entreat the Lord your God so that he will remove this plague of death from me. So if you look at um, the last week's Torah portion, there was a time when, when Pharaoh actually said, um, I and my people, we are sinners. We are right. transgressors. Right. Okay, this time, but he doesn't ask for forgiveness. Right. He doesn't specifically say, forgive me. This in the Hebrew, he says, please. He uses the word yeah. please. And he asked for forgiveness for sin, but I want you to see something. He doesn't ask forgiveness from God. Right, right. It's really crazy. Yeah. It's like, are you? do you realize it's not Moses? He's God's right, rep. Right. He's not God. Right. And I want you to see that. And this is how, when you're in sin, you really can't navigate correctly. Right. You can't right. see clearly. You would think, for sure, he's like, you know, tell God I'm sorry. Never. Uh, right. So, um. And it says, you pray and you ask, you know, for me to be forgiven. You remove this, please uh, remove this plague of death. You know, right. he, he's seen, he's seen the destruction. He's seen everything ate up. But don't you also think that Pharaoh said that because in front of the people, he is the God. He, he is yeah. the God. And so they he's, look to him as God. So he's saying, Moses, so you're, he's saying to you're a Moses, God like me. You're, yes, a, you're a demigod. Yes, you're he, a demigod. So I, that's the way I was looking at it, that he was trying to, to also um, flatter Moses, you know? It, it, could, it could be. Yeah. Was he sincere? We mm. don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know his heart. Obviously, um, it doesn't seem like it. He, he was well, he wanted to get the plague stopped. And so once it stopped, it took, yeah. He goes exactly. right back to the same. Exactly. Okay. So you have this locust plague. Mm -hmm. It's eating every bit of vegetation and it's really producing a judgment, a famine. So, yeah. that, so the hail that came, the plague before destroyed all the branches, the trees. Mm. But, you know, they say that, you know, those trees started to bud again and, and, and blossom and, and fruit started to come back. And now with these locusts, there's nothing. There's no vegetation. Yeah. There's nothing. So if you look in Joel chapter one and two, you're going to see there's this army of locusts yeah. and it's a judgment on disobedient people, rebellious people. And um, it's, it's even in the book of, uh, I think we even have um, the locust, re re um, even in our Torah reports in Jeremiah it talks yeah. about locusts too. Yeah. And in that instance, the locusts aren't necessarily like these little creatures, but they're actually the army of the, the Babylonians. Yes, yes. So the, the locust could represent, what I'm saying is the locust could represent, they could be this physical locust. They could be what the Revel, book of Revelation talks about. They're right. like a locust. They they devour. They yeah. devour, but then there's, there's a supernatural aspect of right. it because they're they're sent by God mm. um, to, to bring judgment. Mm. Um, it's just... So then people who read Revelation, you're, you're figuring out these creatures that come at, come out of the abyss. It's like, what is this? Mm -hmm. You know, you can see in Revelation 9, it's like. The fifth angel sounded his trumpet and I saw a star angelic being that had fallen from heaven to the earth. And the key of the bottomless pit abyss was given to him, the star angel. He opened the bottomless pit and smoke like the smoke of great furnace flowed out of the pit and the sun in the atmosphere was darkened by the smoke from the pit. Then out of the smoke came locusts upon the earth. The power to hurt was given to them, like the power which the earth scorpions have. So yeah. that's very unique. They can sting. You're getting, so they they sting. Can, yeah. Okay. 
They were told not to hurt the grass or the earth, nor any green thing, nor any tree, but to hurt only the people who did not have the seal, the mark of ownership, protection of God on their foreheads. They were not permitted to kill anyone, but to torment and cause them extreme pain for five months. And their torment was like the torment from a scorpion when it stings a man. And in those days, people will seek death and will not find it. And they will long to die to escape the pain, we'll but will discover that death evades them. The locusts resemble horses prepared and equipped for battle. And on their heads appeared to be something like golden crowns and their faces resembled human faces. They had a hair like the hair of a woman and their teeth were like the teeth of lions. They had breastplates, scales like breastplates made of iron and the whirling noise of their wings were like the thunderous noise of countless horses, drawn chariots charging at full speed into battle. They have tails like scorpions and stingers and in their tails is the power to hurt people for five months. They, ha they have as a king over them, the angel of the abyss, the bottomless pit. In the Hebrew's name is Abaddon, destruction. In the Greek he is called Apollyon destroyer king book of revelation mirrors a lot of what's mm -hmm. going on in yeah the, the story of the exodus except it, it's nothing's going to be exact right you're going to have things that reminisce mm -hmm. the plagues they're not going to be you're going to have that you have locusts now you have locusts but they're, they're different kind of locusts right. these locusts aren't eating the plants these locusts are stinging people right and it's for five months Halissa brings out that it's possibly the timing of these five months is you know, there's a time in our Hebrew calendar that there's no feast days. No, there's from the right. time of the seventh month to the right. first month is five months. Right. And it could have a reference mm. of God's giving these people, okay, I'm singing you, um, getting Wake your up. attention. The mm -hmm. feasts are coming back. Passover is coming. You you know, now you need to, to get right, get it right. right. So it's just interesting. Um, so the, and the, and the locusts, like Egypt, remember in Egypt, the locusts only hit the Egyptians. Right. They can't, they can't remember God distinguishes right. and they don't right. go anywhere where they don't go to Goshen. Right. And in the book of Revelation, if you're not marked, right. if you're not sealed, then what happens? You are going to get the sting of this locust right. and it's going to affect you and you're, you're, you're going to want to die and you can't even die. Mm. So, okay. So now let's look at some other things in our Torah portion tonight. Because um, I think it's really some cool stuff. Um, chapter 10. Look, let's. this is the beginning of the Torah portion, Exodus 10, 2. And that you may recount and explain in the hearing of your son and your grandson what I have done repeatedly to make a mockery of the Egyptians, my signs of divine power, which I have done among them, so that you may know without any doubt and recognize clearly that I am the Lord. So remember mm -hmm. last week when Moses went to Pharaoh in one of the plagues, he says, now listen. Don't make mock, don't mock, don't mm -hmm. mock us by saying you're going to let us go and change your mind. And the right. word mock there is the same word that Laban would use mm -hmm. to change um, Jacob, uh, Jacob's wages. Ten, he mocked him 10 times. Right, right. And now there's a, it's another similar word, but it's about, it's mocking. God said, okay, you're going to tell your kids right. that I mock. Egypt. Right. In other words, I'm like, I'm like playing with them because mm -hmm. it's so ridiculous that they're not repenting. It's so ridiculous, right. but I'm going to say they want to, because here's what the Bible says. It says it in, I think the book of Proverbs, where it says God scorns the scornful. So mm -hmm. the way you do God, right. It, you know, we don't understand that, but that's the way he, so if you want to do God a certain way, right. he's going to use what you're doing back right. on you right. to show you how ridiculous it is, right. Right. you know? It's like, okay, you want to double down on, on mockery? I'm going to mock mm. you. 
So the Lord wants a Passover to be recounted to, and you're going to tell this story. And even when it, when the Bible talks about um, when your son asks you, what is this service? I brought right, it out in the beginning. Right. You have to, and really it's what we don't realize there, there's a, in the Passover Seder, if you've ever done a real traditional Passover Seder, there's what's called the, the four questions. Yeah. And it talks about one of the, the wise son, the foolish son. Well, basically in our Torah portion, when that son is saying, what do you mean by this? He's being the foolish son because he okay. should already know. Yeah. He should know the deliverance story. And he's in a sense, he's even mocking it. Mm. Okay. Mm. So anyway, but he says, but God says, it doesn't matter. You have got to tell. Right. And even in times of war, like is going on right now, let's say the war is going mm. on and it's still Passover. You're still going to have a Passover Seder. You're still going to proclaim freedom day. Right. Because this is the, the time in history that God had proclaimed freedom for his nation for all time. Even if it looks like sometimes they're going back into bondage, they right. have to proclaim the Passover. Right. There's something that you're bringing out about the son when he asked the question. And, you know, a lot of times when people don't understand why we're doing the feast days, they don't understand it. They don't get it. And some have a genuine question, yeah, like, yeah. I don't understand why, right, right. but there's others that really don't want to do it. So they do it in a, in a mocking way. And like, like you were saying, like, you know, why do we even have to do this? What, what is the significance right. of this? You know? Right. So here's the thing. If you're even a believer in Yeshua mm. in the new Testament, you have to know, even though sometimes the language is changed in, with some translations, you have to know that Yeshua's last supper right. is Passover. Right. And when he's talking about the bread and wine, it's not communion. It's it, the right. four cups. It's the it, it's it's the Passover service and Seder that they would have. And mm. then Paul comes along and says, as often as you, you do, do this, this, you know. Yes. You know, you know, uh, you, you know, it's like, or, or they think maybe not Paul said, it's like, look, as long as you do this and remember. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, it, yeah. so now you're doing the Passover with the understanding it's you're, you're getting free from physical Egypt, but it's even more. Yes. Amen. It's about the blood of Yeshua, the blood of the yes. Passover. So to mock what mm -hmm. Yeshua called precious, what the, what God is, um, the Jewish people have been holding on to for right, us because right. many Christians didn't know and they, right. they let go of it. Thank God today, one of the most familiar feast, uh, feast to, to, to Christian people is Passover. Yes, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Unfortunately, they read some of their Bibles and it will say the word Easter. Mm -hmm. it's, oh, Easter comes along way, it's way later in the, yeah. the you know, terminology. It's right. Passover. It's Passover. And I love when we go to Brazil, Brazil understands it's Passover. Right. They right. call it the right name. Right, right. But it's amazing how we've lost that mm -hmm. and now it's Easter. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -mm. so it gets just that semantics gets you away yeah. from what God said. You've got to tell the Passover story. So it's mm. it's not um, it's not an option to keep Passover. Right. You know, I was talking to you earlier. It's like yeah. what's important to God has to be important to us. Yeah. And God said, you got to you got to tell this story. You got to have this Passover meal and you got to you got to keep unleavened bread for seven days and all these. things. And if not, you're going to be cut off. You're you're, you're going to be spiritually basically cut off from the people right, and, right. and the jewish people say when you're cut off that word cut off in the hebrew you're cut off for it's it's a it's an eternal cutting off yeah oh. it has to do with with your future mm. that's what they say i'm not even i don't even want to go that far but they say it's like when when god says he cut you off his cutting off is it, it, it's it's an eternity yeah wow you're 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 cut off from the covenant right so to not do passover to, or to yeah. make fun of it 
Right. You know, yeah. so, you know, we're obviously we're not on that side. Okay. So mock, it's a word um, to affect thoroughly, mm -hmm. to, but also the word mock means to glean. Mm -hmm. It's like you're harvesting them. Mm -hmm. I think this is a really cool. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, okay. So Balaam says to the donkey, mm -hmm. you have mocked me. It's that yeah. same word. I wish I had a sword and I will kill you. So, I mean, so it's just really interesting. So why is it so important for us to do the Passover? Mm. To continually tell the story of what God every year as a divine decree and appointed Hakeem. Because remember, this is a hog. This is a decree. It doesn't have to make sense. A decree is right, not necessarily right, have to make sense. Right. It's a, it's the the first Hagim, the, mm -hmm. the first feast day that you know that you're gonna go to Jerusalem. We have to never forget. Never forget. Never we have to forget. proclaim yeah. freedom every freedom day every year. And this is you know, July 4th is not a freedom day. Right. No, it's right. Independence Day for America, but our freedom day is Passover. Passover. Amen. It's Amen. a day. And that really is a picture of our spiritual rebirth. That's when Israel is born mm -hmm. or born again as a nation, if you will. And it's testifying to the strength of God of Israel over the realm of Egypt. Every year when you're doing it, you're saying, yeah. my God's more powerful. Yes. He's more powerful Amen. than Pharaoh. Amen. He's more powerful Amen. than Satan. He's more powerful than the realm of Babylon, the realm of Egypt. whatever we're going through. He's more powerful. Yes. And the Jews know that. And that's, they do it. And they, I would say they do it religiously. Even if they're not religious Jews, they will keep Passover. Right, right. You know, because there's something about it. They know I'm supposed to be doing this. Yes, and yes. And listen, their they're satyrs are no joke. Just Yeah. <laughs> all right. They're, you're be for hours and hours. I still remember my my first, my my satyr with my grandpa. I'm just sitting there. I was like, we're reading and we're reading and we're reading and we're reading. But they made it. right darkness he's in three darkness. days yes i don't think that's a coincidence mm -mm. um okay so now let's look at exodus 10 then adonai said to moses stretch out your hand toward heaven and there will be darkness over the land of egypt a darkness that may be felt so moses stretched out his hand toward heaven and there was a thick darkness in all the land of egypt for three days they could not see one another nor could anyone rise from his place for three days, yet Ben Israel had light within their dwellings. I don't think we could even mm, imagine I know, the I kind know. of darkness that mm. you cannot move. Right, right. There had to be great fear. Yeah, yeah. They think they're dying. What's going on? There's, I mean, they couldn't light. They, if they lit a candle, it would go out. I mean, there's nothing. They, they couldn't get work. light. Nothing. Right, they couldn't. Right. It's a supernatural thick darkness. It's like the realm of death. Yes, yes. And that's why I think in the tenth plague. When, when the the Israelites go and get all the stuff, they give it willingly and they said, we're all dying. Right. I don't think they thought they were dying just from the plague of the firstborn. Right. I think they thought they were dying from the, the after that darkness. Yeah. It, yeah. It, that just did it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of um, stories that went on during the darkness. We won't, we won't go into it tonight, but a lot of midrash mm -hmm. about that, what went on it, with the mm -hmm. darkness. Um, but here's the cool thing. I love Israel. Yeah. They had light in the, within their dwellings. Yes. And this is a, not a natural light. Right. Right. Just like the darkness was not a natural darkness. This is a supernatural mm -hmm. light. Now they, this goes back to the first thing God called good. Yeah. What he said. And the, when he created light, he said, it is good. good. Right. Yeah. So God is showing his goodness 
in the land of the living in Goshen. And when Moses is born, what is he called? He's called Tob. He's called Mm. good. Mm. And, and the, the tradition is, is that when Moses was born, there was light. Yeah. Tob. There was God's or God's light. And it was all over Moses in the same way that you look in the new Testament. And when Messiah is born, there's this star, there's this yeah. light. Okay. Yeah. But it has to do with a supernatural light. Israel basically at this point is they're starting to live in revelation. Right. They're That's starting fair. to remember, if yeah. you will, yeah. their covenant. Right. I think they had forgotten it over mm-hmm. those, you know, hundreds of years. I think about this as going back to the garden they, because, you know, mm-hmm. they had light. And they were living in a special light, Adam and Eve, and before they sinned. That go. light yeah. was um, beaming through them. And I, God was giving Israel this opportunity. This is what I did. This yeah. You're going back to the garden. I love it. I think you're 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 right on. And, and because everything is leading them back to Eden. Right. Um, and it's supernatural. Mm-hmm. It's supernatural. And they're 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 being part of the miracle now mm-hmm. because now it's not just the bad plagues now something good is happening right in their homes yes you know Hallelujah. and remember it's not just in their homes it's where they were stand they have been standing in goshen trusting in god yeah and um and god was turning things around and you know whoever heard of a nation um within a nation of million of two million people right leaving it's just like how does that happen right right mm. But they were all going to be a part of that. So um, the word for for darkness, thick darkness, is duskiness. Mm. It's also figurative of misfortune. misfortune yeah, concealment. concealment. That, yeah. So think about when they yeah. were in darkness. It's like they couldn't. They couldn't. They didn't have the revelation. Mm-hmm. They they didn't because think about it. The but the ones that came out of that joined Israel. Right. But the ones that stayed in that that apela that darkness. Yeah. They let they stayed in Egypt and right. eventually they would have been destroyed. So, but look what the Bible says about that darkness. Proverbs 4:19. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. And I think that's exactly yeah. what was going on. Yeah. When you're full of wickedness and you know people, mm. it's like they it's like, why do they do that? Why mm. do they even think like that? The way of the wicked is it's concealed. They cannot yeah. see right. it's 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 most they don't realize misfortune is right, happening right exactly death is happening right they might not see think of there it's death is happening but mm. it's happening zephaniah 1 14 and 15 the great day of adonai is near near and coming very quickly the sound of the day of adonai is bitter the shouting of the warrior is there the day is a day of wrath a day of trouble and distress a day of devastating storm and desolation a day of darkness and gloom a day of clouds and thick darkness so Mm. remember what we tell you Mm. about prophecy about the words that we're learning it's not just one time Mm -mm. you know ecclesiastes tells us what has been will be again right so here we're seeing in the very end just like you had this plague of darkness when when the lord the day of the lord whenever that day of the lord is yeah there's going to be a day of thick darkness. darkness There's going yes. to be people under that same yeah. darkness, but I think also there'll be some who will have that light of revelation. Yes, you yes. know that that good light. Yes. Look at Exodus 11. 
Now Adonai said to Moses, I will bring one more plague upon Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from there. When he lets you go, he will surely thrust you out altogether from here. Speak now unto the ears of the people and let every man ask from his neighbor and every woman from her neighbor for articles of silver and gold. Adonai gave the people favor in the eyes of, it, of the Egyptians. Indeed, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the eyes of Pharaoh's servants and in the eyes of the people. Okay, so I think mm. this is, we're getting to the end of the plagues. God gives the people favor. Yeah. The Egyptians willingly, gladly, if you will, mm -hmm. they gave their wealth. Mm -hmm. We believe there is a wealth transfer coming. Yes. We believe the yes. wealth of the wicked is like, yes. so just like we said, the darkness happened, the darkness is going to happen again. Right. There is going to be a wealth transfer. Yes, there is. For Amen. God's people. Amen. It's going to be supernatural. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen because God said it was going to happen. So, um, and the it's favor. It's yeah. favor that does it. Yeah, it's favor. It's favor. And it's because you're part of the covenant. Right. You're marked by the blood. You know, you ate the lamb. You've been right. spiritually circumcised, right. if you will. Right. You know who your Lord is. When you leave, mm -hmm. whatever that means, you're going to leave not in shame, but you're going to leave in wealth. That's what God told Abraham. Right. He said the people will be enslaved. He said, but afterward, they will come out with great, great wealth. wealth. And here's the thing I want to throw you. The sages actually say this. They say, when we talk talking about sages, just ra they say rabbis. the rabbis. Rabbis, mm -hmm. before they called them rabbis, they called them sages. You know, um, And they said, the wealth that they got from the people was small mm -hmm. compared to the wealth they got after the Reed Sea. Yeah. So in other words, they said, yeah, the greatest part of wealth was when Pharaoh took that army, that 600 yeah. men army, the chariots. Yeah. And they were they were loaded down with jewels and gold and all mm -hmm. these things. And when the when that um what that was what washed up on the so shore. Right. And what did God so think about it? Does does God want us to have wealth? Absolutely. But I want you right. to think about what's the first thing that God's people were supposed to do with the wealth that God gave them. Yeah. They were supposed to build the, the tabernacle. tabernacle. And they that actually, was, right? That was the right? purpose. We yeah. know it got sidetracked a little bit, but yeah. um, when God puts wealth in your hand, mm -hmm. he wants you to enjoy it. There's no doubt about it. You can read right. the scriptures. If anyone who tells you God doesn't want you to have anything, it, they, they, it's not the Hebrew mindset. Right. God blessed Abraham to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. um, but you will also be able to give that yeah. to build God's kingdom. Yes, yes. You know, and that's when Paul will come along and says, you're going to have an abundance for every good work. Why? Because yeah. that's just the mindset of God is that yes. there's an abundance for every good work because this is, this is God gives you favor Amen. and he gives, he, he gives you blessings. Okay. So now I love this statement. Moses is great mm. in the land of Egypt. Think about this. He's in exile, but while he's in exile, he is being esteemed highly. Who esteems him highly? Pharaoh's servants. Now, it doesn't right. say Pharaoh because, right. you know, no, right? But Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's servants. servants. All but the he, people of Egypt right, right. and the Israelites themselves. Mm -hmm. So Moses, who doesn't want, remember at the beginning of the story, he doesn't want to go on the mission. Right. But remember, when you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, what happens? He yeah. lifts you up. Moses didn't make himself great. David no. never made himself great. No, no one who is great in the Bible makes himself great. But when God makes you great, right. you have, he had the ear of the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. He had the, the ear of the Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's servants esteemed him higher than Pharaoh. Right, I mean, right. what a reversal. Mm -hmm. mm. I think this is amazing because I think we can believe that in our exile, God could 
give us that influence. Yeah. Well, the apostle Paul make had great. that influence when he went to Rome mm -hmm. with um, Festus and yeah. when and they came yeah. in and Agrippa, yeah. Yeah. God did the same thing for Paul. He put him there and in the natural, it looked like a horrible situation, he, yeah. but look what God did. He favored him. Why? To preach the gospel to them and to declare the message to Rome. That was the whole purpose. And so I, and I, I'm just thinking about this. He's in prison mm -hmm. and he writes this statement. I'm in prison, but he said the word of God is not bound. The and word I, of like, God is he not bound. He actually does more in prison yes. than he does when he's free. I mean, yes. it's amazing. So, yeah. So we um, have to look at like, even when we read the book of Revelation, we have to, you know, look at that and realize like what you said earlier, that God is trying to get people's attention. It is, it's his mercy yeah, he's, that he's trying to get them to repent and we're going to be protected. You know, the whole time we're going to be protected. But like you said, in that exile, what are we going to do? We have to have that light. We have to allow that light to shine out of us and let the Lord use us in a I mighty, mighty way. It. I love it. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So there's a double in the Hebrew mm. when it says, Pharaoh shall thrust, thrust you. Thrust. Now, our translation was that he'll surely thrust you out. Mm. We tell you, in the, tell you when you see a doubling of a verb in the Hebrew, it's prophetic. It's legal. It's exponential mm -hmm. emphasis. So if you see Pharaoh will garage, garage, he's going to thrust, thrust. Now, this is an interesting word because it means he's going to drive you out from a possession. So in other words, okay, yeah. all right, you're no longer, um, I no longer own you, if, all right, or I'm, I'm releasing you. But it also is the Hebrew word for divorce. Mm. So he's saying, I'm divorcing, divorcing. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm cutting all my claims to you, mm -hmm. to your stuff. And I think this is really interesting. Mm. And it's a double. So I'm like, okay, mm. Pharaoh shall thrust thrust. We always say this as like, Israel was actually birthed out of Egypt. Right. They were right. birthed, birthed, if you will. You know, right. but they, so think about it. In order for them to be rejoined to the Lord, in a sense, they had to be divorced from Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Yes. Because he's a, His ways, he's, he's, yes. a, he's giving laws that are cruel. Mm. They have to, they have to, mm. um, I think there's something prophetic in that. Okay. Mm. So it's a, it's the word for divorce, but it's also the same word when God drives um, Adam and Eve out of the garden. It looks at like he drove out the man. Yeah. It's that same word. Right. It's the same word. Mm. Okay. And Jeremiah 42, 19. Listen, you remnant of Judah, the Lord has told you, do not go to Egypt. Don't forget this warning I have given you today. So mm. you can read this. And this is this many times in the Bible. What does God tell his people? Do not mm -hmm. go back. We read in last week's Torah portion. Yeah. Don't trust that crocodile. Right. You know, I'm going to take him out of the river. Every, every Everyone who sticks to his scales are going to die. Right. You don't want to go back to death. No. De Egypt is a realm of sin and death. Egypt right. is a realm of uh, constriction. It's a realm of tribulation. It's a picture of tribulation. And God warns his Every time the people of Israel got in trouble, what do they always want they to do? They want to go to Egypt. They want to lean on the reed. And, and God said, the reed's yeah, going to stick you. Exactly. And this is the warning. Yeah. So when he drove, drove them out, they were never to go back again. Never. You know? Never. Uh -uh. Um, okay. So look, and this is Second Peter 2. Look at this. It ties in. For if after escaping the world's pollution through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, the Messiah, they again become entangled in these things and are overcome. The end of, for them has become worse than the beginning, for it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after learning about it, to turn back from the holy commandment passed on to them. 
What has happened to them confirms the truth of the proverb. A dog returns to its vomit and a scrubble pig heads back into the mud. Okay, it goes right back. Yeah. So it's interesting how Peter has to warn people. It's like, okay, you've been delivered. Mm-hmm. You've been free from the world. Don't go back. Yeah. But there's something mm-hmm. in people that seems Egypt tries to pull them back. Right. And there's something in us that that maybe it's the comfort, mm-hmm. the security, because you know, you know how long they were there for a long time. But right. it's it, it's death. Well, it's the lie because it, why would Israel ever want to go back? Every time they wanted to go back, it was because the Babylonians were coming. It was the Assyrians coming, and, and it's always worse when you right? go back. And it it's not like, what you remember, right? But it, yeah, uh, yeah it looked yeah. like that Egypt had it all, and that's what happens in our own life. It looks like, well, the world has it, and we don't, right? And but when we go back, it's it's like it, we're it's that like, scrub pig. It's like <laughs> it's like that when 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 Israel is is have finally left Egypt, and we'll read in in Exodus where it says, and they'll say, yo, don't we remember we ate the leeks for and 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 the fish right. for free for no. free no exactly you were slaves you know right. so it's just like right. memory is just like, okay so exodus 11 there will be a great cry throughout the land of egypt the likes of which have never been before nor nor will ever be again but not so much as a dog will growl against israel neither man nor beast so that you may know that adonai makes a distinction between the egyptians and israel all these servants of yours will come down to me and bow down to me saying get out you and all the people who you fought, who follow you. After that, I will go. Then he went out from Pharaoh's hot, went out from Pharaoh hot with anger. So I think it's just mm-hmm. really interesting. He says it that the people are going to bow. Mm-hmm. Not the people just hit that these and your servants. Ser- your servants are going to bow leaders. to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the things that you'll read in the Torah portion, and we probably won't bring it out tonight, but um, we won't read it tonight. Um, you'll read it, but it says. When you tell about the Passover story, you're going to tell how God delivered from Egypt and how they bowed their heads to the Lord. Hallelujah. And I never thought, saw this like, okay, we everything is about worship. Yes. God brought them out yes. so they could worship. Yes. They can go to the Sinai and worship God, right? But here, if you refuse to worship, if you refuse to bow down to God, God's going to force you to bow. Well, what does it say? Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Oh, there it is. is. Philippians 2, 9. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Yeshua, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue profess that Yeshua, the Messiah is Lord to the glory of God. And and that scripture is taken from Isaiah 45. For by myself, I have sworn the word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness and is irrevocable that to me, every knee will bow, every tongue will swear. And it's hard for us to see right now when mm. you see the world the way it is and you have all these religions and, and it looks like that. And it's really good. When you, when you think about it, you as an individual, sometimes you feel powerless, mm-hmm. powerless against law, the laws of the land, powerless against people. But God says, you know what? Mm-hmm. One day every knee they're going to bow to mm-hmm. me and whether we we just have to believe that because amen. god's word amen. is true what he says here as surely as i live every knee is going to bow satan's gonna bow yes you know every ruler every everyone who says oh i'm a self-made person whatever that you know i, I believe i can live the way i want you're gonna mm-hmm. bow mm-hmm. you're gonna bow mm. okay Exodus 12. And I spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, and he said, you are to begin your calendar with this month. It will be the first month of the year for you. Speak to all the assembly of Israel and say, on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb 
or a kid for his family, one per, one per household, except that if the household is too small for a whole lamb or a kid, then he and his next door neighbor should share one. I just the, love that. I, I know. That's amazing. Dividing it in proportion to the number of the people eating it, your animal must be without defect, a male in its first year, and you may choose it from either the sheep or the goats. Okay, just throw this mm -hmm. out at you. Just remember, Passover traditionally is a sheep, but if they mm -hmm. didn't have the right. sheep, they you could use the goat. goat. Right. So remember, seven months later on the Day of Atonement, the 10th of the seventh month, they're going to take two goats. Right. So it's just interesting. Yeah. You're going to have six, six, well, six months later, you're going to have exactly from the day you choose the lamb, you're going to choose the goat. Okay. You are to you are to keep it until the 14th day of the month, and then the entire assembly of the community of Israel will slaughter it at dusk. And remember, the entire assembly, right. this is one of the first times the Bible is talking about um, the word an assembly. Mm -hmm. First time it's used, basically, in the Bible is Israel is a community. They're an assembly. Right. They're a congregation. They're a congregation, they're a, yeah. Israel, the, the, and they slaughter it because they're priests, and mm -hmm. they slaughter it at dusk, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, between the evening. So that's between three and six. Um, they are okay. to take some of the blood and smear it on the two sides and top of the door frame at the entrance of the house in which they eat it. That night, they are to eat the meat roasted in the fire. They are to eat it with matzah and mora. Don't eat it raw or boiled, but roasted in the fire with its head, the lower parts of its leg and inner organs. Let nothing of it remain till morning. If any of it does remain, burn it up completely. Okay, so I just want to throw something mm -hmm. out at you. The lamb, you have to eat roasted. Right. Okay, so that's that's going to be an interesting. And it has to be with fire. Mm -hmm. Okay. You The lamb, there's certain parts you have to eat. Right. The head, mm -hmm. the legs, and the innards, right. or the, the inside. So just think about it. your head is your authority, right? How, what right. you think, like your yeah. thing. So you're putting your thoughts, right? You know, you're crucifying your thoughts. You're you're offering your thoughts. Mm. Your your legs, you're traveling. You're going, right? You know right. where where do you go? Your destiny, if you will, mm -hmm. and the insides. So God's taking care of me. My my authority, my head, my legs, where I go, but also the lamb is representing the lamb because this lamb yeah. is representing you. Yeah. Before God. Okay. And then it says, you can't burn up everything, right? And now, verse Wait, 11. I, have to, right, I just ahead. saw so, something. Okay. So the head, you think about Yeshua on the cross. He yes. wore the crown of thorns. I, yeah, yeah. His lower part of his legs, we know that his legs, he was, not broken, he was but they, they were, were not broken, were, but they were nailed. They, they were, were pierced, right? right. And, and his inner, inner organs is, is yeah, when, the, the when they took water. the spear yeah. and they jabbed it in his side. So you can see Yeshua in his sacrifice, he is the sacrificial lamb. You have to start thinking when you're wow. reading the Bible mm. and you see about the head, mm -hmm. it, is, it has to do with your thoughts, your, yes. you know, your will, what's closest to God. Mm -hmm. It has to do with your authority. It's the word for authority, Roche. Yeah. Your legs is movement. It's your energy yeah. your, your and your, your inside. So every part is being offered to God. And then mm. you it has to be burned up. There's, has there's to be burned, there. yeah. Just so which we know it. that Yeshua died and he goes so to in the a way, soul for us. What do we know yeah. about the Ola offering? Mm. The Ola offering is the offering that's lifted up. It's a resurrection mm. offering. It's what what Abraham was supposed to offer Isaac as an Ola, and the Ola offering gets completely burned up. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, right? In yeah. other words, what 
anyway, I just think it's really interesting. Okay. So here's how you are to eat it with your belt fastened, <laughs> your shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand, and you are to eat it hurriedly. It is Adonai's Passover. Pesach. Okay. For that night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and kill all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and animals. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt. I am Adonai. The blood will serve you as a sign, marking the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. When I strike the land of Egypt, the death blow will not strike you. This will be a day for you to remember and celebrate as a festival to Adonai for generation to generation. You are to celebrate it by a perpetual regulation. And what protected Israel mm. was when he, when God said, when I, I see, see the blood, yes, the blood. Okay. Mm. So, and you have to understand that it is not, a lot of people don't realize this, mm. but it's not an angel that's going from house to house. Yeah. The Pesach, the, the hopping from house to house. And it, I'm not saying this just myself, that you study this out, you see that the scripture is clear. It is not an angel of death like most people yeah, have seen and you yeah. see it in the movies. It is God himself because yeah. he is the only one that can determine right. whether you're righteous. Or an no, angel not. cannot determine that. Yes. Oh, you, that's you stand good. before God as the judge, not yes. uh, an angel. Right, so you, right. So oh, you see good. it's very clear in the scripture mm. and it's clear, but we've been by some of the language mm. when it says, I will not allow the destroyer. It's not even that. It's not the destroyer. It's destruction. Mm. It's a ruin. So anyway, okay. So, so first, first Corinthians. Corinthians, your boasting is not good. Don't you know the saying? It takes only a little Hamas to leaven a whole batch of dough. Get rid of the old Hamas so that you can be a new batch of dough. Because in reality, you are unleavened. For our Pasek lamb, the Messiah has been sacrificed. So let us celebrate the Seder, keep the feast, not with leftover Hamas, the Hamas of wickedness and evil, but with the matzah of purity and truth. And so Paul is mm. just reminding the people, he's like, what is mm. what is Hamas? What's mm. leaven? Leaven is wickedness. Mm. Leaven is evil. Leaven is insincerity. Mm -hmm. Leaven, and before the scripture, right before it, it's like, you'll, you'll see sexual sin going on. It's like, right. you can't let this go on right. uh -huh. and, and, and call yourself a believer. You right. got to get rid of that leaven. Because it, it's um it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna affect everything. Yes. And that's why Israel had to get the leaven out. So yeah. when I see the blood, I will hop, I will skip. It's a word very interesting. It's almost like a bunny rabbit hopping, mm -hmm. a bird hopping from branch to branch. Mm -hmm. Um most most um it's one of those words in the Hebrew that 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 um this the rabbis, the sages, they can just debate and discuss mm -hmm. this word because really. This is the first time it's used in the Bible. Yeah. Where it says, okay. I will, I will Pesach, I will hop over you, you know, right. and I will not enter it with destruction or, or death. death. So Amen. there also is a reference. Remember, it says, when I see the blood, mm -hmm. it's a reference really to the offering of Isaac, which is called the Akeda in Hebrew, the binding of Isaac. Mm -hmm. So what did God say? Uh, what did Moses say? Moses said, he said, the Lord will see. Yeah to it, see a lamb. He will right. provide a lamb. We say it as pride, but it's really the word see. The Lord will see yeah. a lamb. So yeah. when the Lord sees the, the lamb, lamb, the yes. blood of the lamb, right, right. so Hallelujah. the sacrifice Hallelujah. of Isaac was a, was a pre mm -hmm. of God saying, and remember Moses is walking, I mean, Abraham's walking with his son. Mm -hmm. He says, no, don't worry, my son, God will provide a lamb. Right. And now in this Passover, He's telling the people, everyone has to have this lamb. Right, right. He provided that lamb provided, for every person. Yes. Every person that mm -hmm. wanted a lamb could have a lamb. Right. 
salvation is available for anyone yes. who wants it. Yes. Yeshua, you, he's, you, the he's the lamb for everyone. Yeah. But Amen. I think it says, God, when I see the blood, he has to see it. He has to, And when he saw it, he would skip that house. Mm. And he will not allow the, 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 the destruction. Mashkith. We many times I'll translate it as destroyer, but it's not. It's destructive, destruction, a snare, mm -hmm. corruption. Mm -hmm. It's the same word. Um, it's mm -hmm. the same word um, that's used in the story of Noah mm -hmm. when the Lord saw the corruption. He said, yeah. Yeah, I will not let so the earth was corrupt before God. Yeah. Okay, so now I saw some weird some things I've been bothering about when you eat the Passover about your loins girded, you know, your staff in your hand. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I was like, okay, could these be references to something that happened in the past or maybe something that will happen in the future? Okay. So the loins girded, Jacob put sackcloth on his loins when he mourned for Joseph in Genesis 37, 34. So it's like, maybe this is a, mm -hmm. a reversal of that that um that morning right so he he had those those um he 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 girded his loins and he mourned for his son but now yeah. he's seeing the fulfillment of everything joseph went through right was was for good yes and then also the linen breeches that aaron and his sons wore before they would minister in their in the tabernacle they'd be made of linen Mm -hmm. and they would gird their loins, literally says yeah. they gird their loins with these right, linen breeches. Right. And it's like, well, maybe this is, remember another reference to Israel's my, Israel's my, all this whole priest. nation is priests. Yes, yes. Loins girded. Yes. You need your loins girded. The staff in hand. Couple references. Jacob's poplar rod that he mm -hmm. set before the cattle was the same word for this staff. Mm. The only thing, and in Genesis 32, 10, the only thing that Jacob owned, only thing he came to think about, he goes to Laban's house with one thing. The staff. The staff. Now, yeah. when Israel's commanded to leave, yeah. they have the staff. It's a staff. Yes. It's a staff of provision. Yes. It's a staff. I, it's a staff of yes. identity. Yes. It's a staff of as long as that staff is what he used to, for the multiplication. Yes. Yes. That staff is is one of the things I think God's saying, okay. As long mm, as you know, good, hold on to your good. identity. Yeah, yeah. You're not leaving empty. Now they didn't leave just yeah. with the staff. Right. But right. when he when he came yeah. came to Laban, he only had the staff. When he left Laban, he he didn't leave with just the staff. Right. Right. The oh. shoes on their feet. Abraham. I love this. This is like okay. I'm just I'm pulling from the Hebrew the first mention of these words. The shoes okay. on your feet. And Abraham said this. I will not right. even take a sandal from the king's battle. In other words. Abraham said when they wanted to bless him and say, oh, you, you can take the spoils. He says, no, I'm not even going to take a sandal. Right. And so, but he had, so now here, I want you to leave with your sandals. Yeah. Leave, leave with, with your sandals. Yes. But it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the time for Abraham to take. Right. Right. Now it's the time yes, to take. Yes. Abraham yes. sowed it for them to reap exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Hallelujah. Then where it says to eat in haste. Why are they eating in haste? Why do they have to, you know, have, so that's telling us they have to be ready. Right. They don't know right. when they're going to leave, but you right. have to like, okay, eat in a hurry because you might be leaving tonight. You might be leaving. In the, we know they left in the morning. Right. But the, the reference to that reminds me of Abraham and Sarah who made a meal for the, 
the visitors who right. come to his tent. We're basically the birth of Isaac is going to be the birth of Isaac, the, the miracle son. And they say, and everything they do is in haste. In haste. They hurry yes. to get the lamb. Yes. They, they hurry to get the bread. Yeah. I was like, I was like, okay. And now Israel's hurrying to leave. Yeah. Um, and then when Lot's told to escape to Zor, he's told by the angel to go in haste. So and yeah. just some of the references I cool. thought, okay. Um, and then you tie this in, in mm. the future, you tie this in with Purim that's going to be coming up in March. And we right. hope you, you come to be a part yeah. of that because it's such Purim is just so prophetic. But look in Esther 8, 13. The copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every providence was published unto all people and that the Jews should be ready against the day to avenge themselves on their enemies. And I'm wondering, it's like, okay, Israel was to leave in haste and saying you've got to be ready mm -hmm. you got to be ready for what god has here they remember there's a reversal of the yeah, decree the jews had to be and ready the jews had to be ready for this certain day mm -hmm. to avenge themselves and it's, it's just like we have to be ready we have to be ready we have to be ready i think and mm -hmm. it's the same it's, it's the same understanding mm -hmm. okay matthew 24 then the sign of the son of man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the land will mourn so try that mm -hmm. in when you shoot remember in exodus it says there was a great cry in Egypt, yes. like such as never been. Mm -hmm. And it's really weird. If you look at it, mm. it says from, in the Hebrew, it says from the father's father's fathers. It's like a triple in the Hebrew about, it's like going through yeah. throughout all of time. There's right. never been a cry, but now look what happens yeah. when the Lord comes back. The tribes of the land will mourn and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a great shofar and they will gather together his chosen from the four winds from one end of the heaven to the other. Now learn the parable from the fig tree when its branch becomes tender and puts forth leaves. You know that summer is near. So also when you see all these things, know that it is near at the door. Amen. I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things happen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the son, except the father alone. For just as in the days of Noah were so will be the coming of the son of man. For in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving a marriage until the day Noah entered the ark and they did not understand until the flood came and swept them all away. So shall I be at the coming of the son of man. Then two men will be in the field, one taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one taken, one left. Therefore stay alert for you do not know what day your Lord is coming, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what time the thief was coming, he would have kept watching and not let his house be broken into so you also must be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect so if you you know mm. we love the yeshua talking about the end mm. times mm -hmm. what's he warning the people over and over stay alert ready be ready be ready be Paul ready, comes be along ready. And says be ready be ready and i'm wondering this as we're studying the password mm. I'm wondering if even keeping the Passover mm -hmm. helps you. Yes, be ready. It, it helps us to be helps ready. Helps to remind Amen. you of what God's going to do. Okay, mm. let's. We got to keep reading Exodus 12. We got this day is to be a memorial for you. You are to keep it as a feast to Adonai throughout your generations. You are to keep it as an eternal ordinance for seven days. You are to eat matzah, but on the first day, you must remove the hamas from your houses from whoever eats the Hamas from the first day until the seventh day, that soul will be cut off from Israel. The first day is to be holy assembly for you as well as the seventh day. So I never saw this before, yeah. but God says 
if there's a holy gathering yeah it's kadosh in the hebrew we're when we do passover on the first day and the seventh day it's a holy, holy gathering. day yeah it's like i said you're separate you're yes. unto me you know yes and part of that that eating of the the, the unleavened bread for seven days, I believe prepares you to have the Torah in your mouth Amen. and to be that holy assembly because you're yeah. not eating the pride. You're not eating, yes. the, you're not being yes. puffed up. Yes. Okay, go no, ahead. No manner of work is to be done on those days except what is to be eaten by every person that alone may be prepared by you. So you are to observe the feats of Masta for all, on this very same day have I brought your ranks out of the land of I Egypt. That's the armies. <laughs> Therefore, you are to observe this day and throughout your generation as an eternal ordinance. During the first month in the evening and the 14th day of the month, you are to eat matzah until the evening of the 21st day of the month. For seven days, no Hamas is to be found in your houses or whoever eats Hamas, that soul will be cut off from the congregation of Israel. Whether he is an outsider or one who is born in the land, you are to eat no Hamas and all your houses, you are to eat matzah. So I want to just encourage mm. you, if you've never done unleavened bread, mm -hmm. it's when you do it, it, it's prophetic. It's prophesying. Yeah, I'm not, it is. I'm it not is. living in Babylon. I'm not living in Egypt. Mm. I'm not allowing the mm. leaven in my life. Right. And right. it's preparing you. Um, and and mm. we can go mm. on, but won't, for time's sake, it actually is going to mark you. Yeah. So just like in the book of Revelation, yeah, the disobedient get a mark from the the the, the anti-messiah, the beast. We get marked when we do Passover. We yes. get marked when we do unleavened bread. And even when you give your firstborn to the Lord, when Israel gives their firstborn to the Lord, it would put a mark on their arm. Yeah. It would put a, a like a, a reminder between their eyes. Uh, and now, and oh, one of the things I want to show you, I want to show you. As we close, remember in Exodus 6, Pharaoh's God said, Pharaoh's not going to let you out with, but with a strong hand, with a strong hand. Mm -hmm. Now, first time, verse uh, verse 9 says, for with a strong hand, Adonai has brought you out of Egypt. That's the first one. Now, like this, verse 16. So it will be like a sign in your hand with front lips front front between your eyes, for by a strong hand, Adonai yeah. brought. So to combat the two strong hands yeah. of Pharaoh, God said, all right, when you leave Egypt and you're doing these, you're going to see it's the Lord's strong hand. It's the Lord's and strong hand. We know, and when we keep Passover, we're reminded it's a long, strong hand that brought us out of out the of, realm yes. of sin and death. Well, yes. brought us out of sin and redeemed us. It's a strong right, hand. We're going to stop there. The message translation, it says about the um, the honoring um, the unleavened bread, it will be a teaching of God in your mouth. So I was, I know it says that it, you know, right. it's his totally. law, but right. it says this translation says yeah. a teaching of God in your yeah. mouth. So it. as we're um, honoring this feast day, we don't realize it, but as we're honoring it, yeah. God is teaching us yes. something. He's teaching us it very is. Is. something very powerful yes. that has to do with our mouth. And yes. he, there's a reason he wants us um, like you said earlier, because we, we don't want to be snared by our mouth, right? Yeah. That's the trap the enemy gets us. So I, I just think that's so powerful. That great, great. I um, love it. I hope you Torah guys portion. will see that Torah portion and teaching. I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording.